As you're listening, don't forget to check out the Professional Amateurs Podcast on YouTube. And while you're there, hit like and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is episode 27 of Professional Amateurs. Uh, this will be our fourth and final podcast covering each division. We're doing, we're wrapping it up with the Central Division. Um, so without further ado, let's get right into it. We're going to start off with the Nashville Predators. Interesting offseason for them. A lot of moves, a lot of big names too. They bring in Nino Niederreiter, two years at four per season. One of the later guys to sign. I think he was held up by Kadri a little bit. Um, Ryan McDonough uh, brought in a trade with Tampa. He's got four years left on his contract at six and three quarters. And they also signed Jeremy Lozon four years at 2 million per season. Kind of a funny contract there out the door. They see Philip Myers go to Tampa in the McDonough trade. Uh, they lost Luke Coonan. I think he was signed by the sharks as we just discussed David Riddick and Matt Benning out the door. And they uh, reached an extension with star winger, Philip Forsberg at eight years, $8.5 million per season. Um, how do we feel about the Nashville Predators? Jack, you lead us off. They're very much, in my eyes, a forgettable team. Hmm. They don't really wow me. So I was kind of surprised myself where I put them in the standings. I was expecting them to kind of be mid, but I actually really like their roster construction. They had a good offseason. Ryan, how do you feel about the Preds? Yeah, I I would have put them in that boat certainly last year, maybe the few years before that, um, just like kind of forgetting about them. But uh, they are very much on the front of my brain now. I love this team. Um, I think the defense is incredible. Their goaltending is great um, with UC Saros back there. And their top six is very very good too it's where the the depth for the forwards comes in a little bit is where you question the team but i i overall very much like the construction of this team i love this team um i love nashville as a market i like their jerseys i like everything about them like i i think they're a sexy pick going into the season i i, I think they're kind of a dark horse team Roman Yossi's obviously a top five defenseman, top three defenseman in the NHL. You say Saros is right there in terms of goalie rankings. He's probably top five, if not top three goalie. Um, I love their forwards. Matt Duchesne, massive bounce back season last year, scoring, he scored 40, didn't he? Yeah, he had uh, 43. Yeah. Wow. Um, Ryan Johansson was really good. Philip Forsberg's a star. Tanner Janot coming out of nowhere. He's a rock star as well. Like he'll punch you in the face. You know, Renita Ryder could put up 30 goals in a season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he ever has, but I think he's hit high 20s for sure. And and uh, and 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 even though the Ryan McDonough contract isn't great, he's still an awesome top four defenseman on any team in the NHL. Like I, I really like the moves they made. And yeah. and even though they maybe weren't made with five years from now in mind, that's fine because this season they're gonna be a good team. And, and you can look at guys like Cody Glass, Phil Tomasino, and Dante Fabro, too. Like, those yeah. guys are just going to get better. Yeah, Tomasino's sick. Yeah, um, yeah this is going to be a good... 17 in the draft, too. Say that again. Oh, yeah. What, sorry, who was it again? Kennel at 17. Yeah, Joaquin Kennel. And he just had a kick-ass World Juniors. If that tournament took place when it was supposed to happen, he would have been a top 10 pick. Yeah, yeah I think, and a lot of mock drafts had him top 10, top 10 too. I know uh, Ryan, I think Ryan and I, 
and, and myself were hoping uh, Ottawa would nab him at seven. Yeah, he was my top pick at seven if they pick the kid or keep the pick. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so big offseason for Nashville. They look really good. I've got them second. Um, I think this is going to be a really good team. Um, based off of what you guys said, I think you feel similarly. Jack, where do you have Nashville? I also have them second. Damn. All right. Ryan, where do you got Nashville? Second. No way. I thought I was going to have them a little higher than you guys. Um, I definitely thought you guys were going to be seeing them as a wildcard team. Holy Great maybe minds. Be as wild as I thought. No, maybe not. Cause I think we're all going to have the same first place team too. Damn. All righty. Tough start in terms of chaos. Um, next up. Okay. This one might be interesting. Winnipeg jets. Uh, they did absolutely nothing this off season. They signed David Riddick to a one year contract making 900 K and he's going to replace Eric Comrie who was previously their backup goalie. And that is it, ladies and gentlemen, your Winnipeg Jets. Oh my, um, that's it. <laughs> like they didn't do anything. Oh, they lost Zach Sanford to unrestricted free agency. Oh, darn. And I don't think Zach Sanford has a team right now. So did they yeah, really I'm, lose? I, I'm pretty sure he was just on the roster I was looking at from Nashville, but. Oh, did Nashville sign him? I think so. He was they, just on one roster I was looking at recently. Yeah. Check that out. Um, but yeah, like like what are the Jets doing? I, I, I genuinely don't know what the Jets are doing. Um, they should have traded Shifley. They should have traded Blake Wheeler. Like I, I, I honestly am at a loss at what this team is doing. Like Pierre-Luc Dubois wants out. They gave him a one-year contract. I think it was like a qualifying offer or something. Um, I, It's such a weird team. I think they've still got Nate Schmidt back there. Josh Morrissey's on a weird contract, like super long-term. Nikolai Ehlers is a rock star, but he doesn't have much to work with. Um, Jack, how do you feel about the Jets? It pains me to think about them. I remember, like, when they came back in 2011, they became, like, my second favorite team. I loved the logo. It was so cool. And, like, they went on that run to the conference final, and the whiteout was back. And it just looked like they were going to do a lot of damage for the next few years, and now they're nothing, really. I think they're stuck in the basement. Wheeler, Shifley, Duvar are all probably gone soon. Wheeler is probably isn't going to be far behind if he doesn't get help. Uh, it's hard to look at, yeah. Ryan, what do you got? Yeah, so I did confirm Zach Sanford is on the Nashville Predators, so that must have been one you missed. What's that contract look like? I don't know. I just went off it again, so I'm not going to go back. Okay, I, you you talk. I'm going to go look at what it was and see if it met my threshold for importance. Okay. Um, well, he's slotted into their third line, so I feel like it's semi-important. Anyways, um, in terms of Winnipeg, there might not be a more di- directionless team in the league. Like, at least most teams know they're trying to make playoffs, contending, going for Bedard. But, like, what is this roster? I have no clue what it is when I look at it, and I just think it's a mess. Um, so, basically, echoes. One year, $850,000 for Zach Sanford. That's why I didn't include him on the additions. I would have made my tra- trade deadline list. Uh, I forgot to mention Connor Hellebuck. I guess he's there, too. Like, Winnipeg needs to have a fire sale. Like, this, <laughs> this team seems to pick a, needs to pick a direction. Like, trade them all. I don't care. They're all in their late twenties and early thirties and need new contracts. and don't want to be there. And I'm pretty sure they all hate each other too. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Like, I'm, really wants to be there. 
it's probably one of the hardest markets to recruit to. Yeah, oh, yeah. They don't they don't recruit. They don't get people to go there. If you get drafted, you're there. Other than that, nobody plays for Winnipeg. They consistently if you chose to be in Atlanta a few years ago, you're there. Yeah, exactly. They consistently rank last in the like arena rankings in the little NHL PA player poll they put out every year. Yeah. Winnipeg's always last. Yeah. It's it's That's terrible. City, bad weather. Yes. Yeah, it's a mess. Um I don't know. I have them seventh in the division. Um, where do you guys have Winnipeg? Sixth. Sixth? I also right. have sixth. Sixth? All right. I you, figured I was going to be the odd one out there. You had seven is interesting because it means one of two teams. I know. I know. I wanted to keep it a little interesting. Big stuff um, for Arizona in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Making money moves in the desert. Um. <laughs> Yeah, All right. For sixth place. <laughs> Moving on, we've got the Minnesota Wild. Um, interesting offseason for them. No big ads, but uh, they brought in Philip Gustafson in the trade where they saw Cam Talbot go to the Sens. Um, they traded Kevin Fiala to the Kings for futures, and they lost Nick Delorier to the Flyers in free agency. And they brought back Marc Andre Fleury on a two year deal worth three and a half per season, seven million total. Um, not a lot to write home about about the Minnesota Wild, but I think we were expecting that considering all that dead money's coming into play now. They're basically operating under a $7 million cap in and around there. Um, and so they've got to like sort of hand this team off to the futures. They signed Kaprizov to that $9 million a year contract, which doesn't leave a lot more room. So they've got Boldy coming into a full-time role. He'll start the year with the team. I'd imagine Marco Rossi gets a shot to make the team. Um, probably some other guys too. Uh, they've got a solid decor, uh, but it's, it's thinned out a little over the year. I think it's, they've got, uh, they've got Dumba, Spurgeon and Brody in there. I'm, I'm not sure who they have beyond those three, but, uh, that's a pretty good trio to work with. But, uh, um, Joel Erickson up front, like they, it's going to be a good team, but they'll take a step back for sure. I, I, uh, I, I think it was the off season they needed. Exactly. Like it, it wasn't anything, but they shed cap space, and that was exactly what they needed to do. Yeah. Obviously, losing Fiala is going to hurt, but like you said, you expect Boldy to come in and have a big role on this team now after putting up 39 points in 47 games as a 20-year-old, yeah. which is ridiculous. Um, Marco Rossi is absolutely going to, I think, be on this team full-time. I think he should anyways. Um Maybe, maybe not if they don't want him in the bottom six. We'll see what they end up doing there or if they move him to the wing. Um, but I love this team. Like, I, I, I do. Um, their defense, you said you don't know really who else is there. I like their whole top six. It's Jacob Middleton, uh, Spurgeon, Brodeen, um, Dumba, Goligoski, and Addison. Kalen Addison, 22. Oh, wow. Kale. That is good. I forgot about Goligoski and Addison for sure. Yeah. So I, I still really like this team. Like, I don't see them taking much of a step back. Jack, how do you feel about Mini? I mean, since we were talking logos earlier, favorite logo in the league. Shout out. Okay. Um, I actually really like their team too. I think, as talked about, they're definitely handicapped from those buyouts. Like, it's a tough situation. But I think in a few years, if they keep managing the team really well how they have, they're going to be a very competitive team. And this kind of era where they did those buyouts is going to be looked upon with 
like a very high favorability and very impressive work to kind of work around that and still be competitive. Marco Rossi only played two games with the Wild last year. Um, I definitely thought he got more, but he had 53 points in 63 AHL games. So he, had that he also long had battle yeah. with COVID too. Well, yeah. no, I know. I just I thought he spent more time in the NHL last season because I knew a lot of people were talking highly of him, but it was because he had such a good year in the AHL. Um, so yeah, I definitely think he gets a look at least for the first nine games. I you you gotta think that a high-end prospect coming into his age 21 season. Yeah, he'll be 21. Um you got to think he gets a like he gets a chance to make the team. If not, he's just a lock to make the team, especially with where this team is cap wise. Yeah, right now cap friendly just has them as the fourth line center, but that's not going to happen. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they kind of pull a Stitzler with him and put him on the wing up in the top six somewhere. Who's above him? They've got Erickson, Ack, Hartman, and who? And uh, Frederick Boudreaux. Interesting. And he's and he's your second line center. Yeah, I think Harden, Hartman had a big year, but honestly, like I think, I think if you start the year with Rossi on the third line and on your second power play, I think that's a good role for him to start the season. Actually, I'd give him first power play. Hmm. I'd give him first power play. Yeah, like just give him a lot of power play minutes, but keep him on the third line playing against weaker opponents. I think, I think that's the way to go with his development to start the season. Also, Frederick Goudreau having forty-four points in seventy-six games was not something I knew. So, All right. Point. So, yeah, I thought that was just, okay, interesting. Um, where do you guys have Minnesota? Third. Okay. Ryan? I also have them third. All right. I have them fifth. Um, I've got them – I think I have them missing the playoffs. Let me just go look at my Pacific rankings, see who I had at fourth and fifth. Um, I had Vancouver and Vegas fourth and fifth. Yeah, I like uh, I like Minnesota to make the playoffs as the last wild card spot. Um. I, I think they take a big step back. Like they almost have, like they lost a ton of depth. Like all of their depth is now moving into those primary roles, which means they're not going to have any depth. And so I, and I think the goaltending is going to be interesting. You're basically throwing everything at a 37, 38 year old Mark Andre Fleury. I don't think that's a recipe for success. And I don't trust Philip Gustafson, um, especially very, after watching him firsthand. Very unproven 24 year old backup. Yeah. So. Um, but they have Kirill Kaprizov, so who knows what can happen. He is undoubtedly one of the top 10, 15 players in the NHL. Um, we definitely got to do a rankings. Uh, all right, moving on to Dallas. Um, and I don't know. We almost, it almost feels wrong doing an off-season review for this team because their most important piece of, di- piece of business is, un- is, oh my God, is unfinished. Um, they retained Dennis Gurionov one year, 2.9 per. Uh, they got jo- Jake Ottinger on a three-year deal worth $4 million per season. I love that. Uh, they brought in Mason Marchment from Florida, four years, four and a half per. They signed Colin Miller to a two-year deal worth 1.85 annually. And they brought in uh, Will Butcher to play a sort of a depth defensive role, I guess. Um, and they lost John Klingberg to free agency, signed with Anaheim. And they lost Vladimir Mestikov, who signed with Tampa. I believe he was a rental play anyway. Um, yeah. I'm obviously that big piece of business that's unfinished. Jason Robertson is still a restricted free agent. Um, 32 thoughts has given him a lot of attention lately. Elliot Friedman sees it coming in at around three times seven and sort of a Matthew Barzal sort of deal. I think that if Dallas does that, it'd be, it'd be great because it lines him up with Ottinger. And by the time those two guys need a sec, need a third contract, 
I would imagine Jamie Benn is out of town. And so um, that would probably work out nicely for them. Jack, how do you feel about the Stars? They're an exciting team with uh, kind of the Ben Sagan contracts on the top. Really handicapped and messing them up a bit. And then Robertson breaking out. It's really a unique scenario. Um, I just, I don't love their roster, I think. They got a little bit hot last year, and I think it's going to be a bit of progression this year. Yeah, I uh, I kind of feel the same way. I, I think they're one of those teams that almost needs to take a step back to take a step forward, if that makes any sense. Like, I think, like, Jamie Benn, I, I think he really could be a bio candidate next summer. Yeah. Like, I, I, I know the the signing bonuses make it a little tough, but uh, like if, if they want to make an aggressive move, kind of like the Minnesota wild did um, to try to get some of that out a little bit earlier, you, you can absolutely explore that. So they have lots of, lots of time of uh, young talent. And I think they're going to be a very fun team to watch in like two to three years, but they need to get rid of the dead weight. Like I don't know. Ryan Suter until 2025. Is that? That's such a weird contract. Like why did they give him four years? Like he had just gotten bought out and they turned around and just gave him four year contract. I don't know. Like some parts are of this team is incredible. And some parts are just so questionable. So I, I, I kind of like Dallas. I obviously with the disclaimer that Jason Robertson plays this season Mm -hmm. um, and doesn't have a holdout or anything like that. Like if they get him in there at three times six and a half, three times seven, what are they, what are they at? They're at 76.1 million with their team cap hit. So they have 6.3 million in space. I don't know if Dallas can go wink, wink, nudge, nudge with Robertson and get him to sign three years at like 6.3 and then just throw him the bag in three years. Once they have nine and a half million coming off the, off the cap and Jamie Ben. Um, but if, if they can get something done with Jason Robertson, I love this team. I ranked them under the assumption Jason Robertson is with this team day one um, because I don't think it's very fair to just give disclaimers like that. It, it makes it tough. Ruth Bay Hintz is a stud. He needs a contract next year. Miro Heiskanen, again, absolute star, probably top 10 defenseman in the NHL. And I'm really excited to see how Jake Ottinger does after that playoff series against Calgary. Um I have Dallas third again with Jake Robertson on the roster day one. I have this team ranked third in the division. Jack, how do you, where do you have Dallas? I've got them sitting at fifth, just outside the playoffs. Ryan. I think me and Jack's rankings might be almost identical because I also have them fifth just outside the playoffs. All right. Interesting. So I've got them even avoiding a wild card and you guys both have them outside the playoffs. So that's probably our most variable ranking so far for the Western conference. I found, um, if, I if found there was about I'm sorry, that's shitty. One of you is going to have to repeat yourself. Neither of those came through. Jack, what'd you I was say? going to say, if that's uh, our most biggest inferential in cake, that's pretty boring. <laughs> Ryan, what were you uh, all I was going to say is there was like three teams that I really struggled with that I felt like could go in any order, but, um, and like, I, I think this division could be a shit show. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Moving on. We have the Arizona state coyotes. They bring in Troy Stetcher one year, 1.25 per season. And they acquired Zach Cassian in a cap dump trade 
uh, with the Oilers. He has two years at 3.2 remaining. And they also got a decent piece of business done. They keep us, they kept the guy around long-term. They brought back or they retained Lawson Krause, five years, $4.3 million per season. Um, definitely something I was surprised to see, to see a guy commit to a team that's literally going to be playing in a college campus for the next, for, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're, when, if, when they're going to have a new rink, but I would imagine at least four of those seasons are played at Arizona state university. Um, so good for Arizona to keep Kraus around. He's a good player. Uh, I, I watched him. Uh, I think he scored two goals against Ottawa when I went to their game in, in Ottawa. Um, and he was, uh, he was a huge prospect when he was drafted in 2015. So um, nice to see him sort of reach his potential in terms of earnings. Um, but this is going to be a bad team. Uh, they have one thing on their mind and one thing only, and that is to draft Connor Bedard first overall next season, next off season. Um, but I think this is going to be a sneaky gritty team. I think this is full. This team is full of players with stuff to prove. And I think there's going to be a lot of guys who are just going to be pissed off because they are truly the laughing stock of the NHL. They're going to be playing in a college campus with five minutes, 5,000 fans watching and that's if they sell out. And I think there's just going to be a lot of pissed off NHL players on their team looking to prove everyone wrong. Um, so I, I kind of throw caution to the wind with how bad this team's going to be. But uh, I'm curious to know what you guys think. I think it'll be some bulletin board material to prove everyone wrong, but I don't think that really lasts. They might steal a couple of games, but this isn't a team that's going to gel together and become best friends like a movie and make the playoffs. It's just not going to happen. Um, I love what they're doing. I love the shameless full-out tank, the prospect pool they've collected and all the picks they have, but let's not kid ourselves for where this team is. Ryan, what do you got? Yeah, I, I think they are going to have some good vibes this year. Um, just like I don't know. It's going to feel like a little ragtag team playing in this little rink. Um, I don't know. I just think it's going to be so funny. And I think some of the players are going to have fun with it. Like the, they know what they're getting into going here. Um, some of them anyways. But uh, there's just the one part that makes me laugh that's kind of unrelated to any performance at all is that Josh Brown is currently listed as a scratch on this team. Um, <laughs> he was consistently in Ottawa's lineup last year. Um, Did he signed just, a two-year deal there. What the heck? Yeah, I uh, missed that. I I did not put a lot ton of effort into Arizona. That's crazy. They also don't have a second goalie listed. Like they've just got Carol Vimelka. Well, on here I see Ivan Postvetov. Okay, sure. Um, said he was drafted in 2018. So all right. Um. All right, where do we have Arizona ranked? Jack, where do you have Arizona ranked? Seventh. Seventh in the division? Ryan? Seventh. All right. Keep it going, Jack. I've uh, I've got Arizona sixth. Um, I think they're going to have good vibes, and that's not nothing in the NHL. Like, if you get a team that likes each other and that bonds well, like, shit can happen. And uh, I think they're going to be out to get everyone. Um, Maybe... Yeah, another interesting piece that it looks like he's projected to make the lineup this year is Jack McBain. That's what I was just looking at. Yeah. 
Um, and then like, I, there's maybe a chance Dylan Genther gets in there too. Yeah. Um, I that forget who they, I forget who they drafted, but I don't think anybody that they drafted this year is going to make the team. Um, but like Clayton Keller is supposed to be healthy really soon in the season. Nick Schmaltz is awesome. Lawson Krause is a good player. Zach Cassie is going to kick the shit out of everyone. There's no way he wants to be in Arizona. Are you kidding me? Um, they got Nick Ritchie again, not a good player, but he was a lot better than he was in Toronto when he got to Arizona. I mean, I'm not going to try to sell everyone on the coyotes, but I think the jets are going to be a dumpster fire full of negativity and hate. And I think the coyotes are going to be some fun, loving talk of the league because they're playing in a funny campus rink. And uh, I think the players are going to hate that and they're going to bond together and win some games. They're, they're going to bond together, win some games, then lose by a couple touchdowns and it's going to go to shit again. Yeah. Like it's not they, gonna last. Their center, their center depth in terms of prospects is just ridiculous. Like oh, they yeah. have, they have Connor Geeky, they have Logan Cooley, they have, um, who else do they have here? Like, um, ba- uh, Barrett Hayton's also a center. Like Jack McBain's a center. <laughs> uh, Nathan Smith, who's twenty three, is a center. Barrett Hayden's unsigned RFA right now. That's kind of weird. Not sure what's up there. That but. is interesting. Did not notice that. But yeah, uh, it's not gonna be a good team. Carol Vamelka is actually a pretty good goalie. He's he stole a bunch of games last year. He had a didn't he have like a fifty save shutout or something? Yeah. Um, he, he also had like borderline and nine hundred save percentage for in fifty two games with this team. So. Yeah. And I mean, everyone's gonna be watching for the first couple of weeks to see what that rinks looks like. So. I mean, who knows? Maybe that gets the juices flowing a little bit too. But yeah, so I've got them sixth. You guys both have them seventh. They're not going to come close to a playoff spot, but uh, I don't think they're going to be as bad as some of the other bad teams that also have bad vibes. Um, all right, let's move on to the St. Louis Blues. A few years removed from their first Stanley Cup in franchise history, this team has almost completely turned over in terms of who their core players are. And they demonstrated that this offseason by signing Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas to matching eight-year, $8.125 million extensions. They also brought in Noel Achari and Thomas Grice on matching one-year, $1.25 million extensions or contracts. And they brought in Nick Letty on a questionable four-year contract worth $4 million per season. Um, I don't remember if they acquired him at the deadline because I think he was with Detroit last year. Uh, but regardless, they either retained him or signed him outright four years, four million a season. Uh, they obviously lost Villa Husso to Detroit, and they also lost David Perron to the Red Wings. And so, um, yeah, I mean, tons of turnover. They all of a sudden have a young core of players, but they also still have a few guys remaining from that uh, cup run in 2019. Um, one of these teams that could go either way, I think, this season. But uh, we'll see what we think. Jeff, how do you feel about the Blues? They're definitely a bubble team for me. Um, like, they definitely could kind of shock me and get in the playoffs. But I really don't trust Bennington and Net. Um, and with the contract he has already having to move on from Huso because of that, I don't see a guy like Joel Hofer getting a chance to steal the crease yet. Um. So I think they're kind of stuck on that side of it. They do have a good young core, but then they also have some aging guys that I don't really trust. Like that Nick Letty one's rough. Tarasenko, I don't know that I believe in him anymore. It's going to be interesting to see where they end up, but I don't really have a lot of hope for them. Ryan, how do you feel about St. Louis? Yeah, kind of 
similarly. I see them as a almost like a better Dallas. Like they're in a similar situation where they have these electric young guys that are ready to basically run the team. Um, but there's still a little bit of questionable dead weight going on. Um, but I do think they're a much better team than the Stars. Like, I still think they're very deep. They took some hits to the depth, but um, I still think this is a pretty decent team. You guys are both about to have them third, I believe. Um, do you guys think Jordan um, Bennington can go back to being that guy? Oh, he looks real nervous to me. <laughs> what does that even mean, dude? It's, do you not remember that interview? It's a reference. Come on, man. How do you not know that? Yeah, what? Classic. I think it was from their cup run. Yeah, it was. He was nervous. What do you mean he, he was got nervous? asked like if he was nervous in the playoffs or something? And he was like, Do I look nervous to you? Oh. And it was when he was like at the top of his game. Yeah. So whenever he has like a bad game, the crowd like chants, like you look nervous and shit oh, like that. I literally have never heard of that. Yeah, it's it, a big thing. That's sick. I, I don't know. I can't stand Jordan Bennington. He's yeah, got to he, be one of the most hated players in the league. He's such a loose water bottle shit. Well, did you see him like swinging his stick around at guys? I forget what team that was against, but that was crazy. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, where do we have the blues? Okay, both of you, three. Okay, you guys have to say your ranking. No, I, I think ours is different. Okay, okay. Where do you guys have the blues, Jack? Fourth. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, you just talking again. about them missing the playoffs. I have them fourth wild card. I have oh, them fourth outside. Okay, I think I might have. I think I might have been uh, misremembering where we had the other teams, because um, I thought you guys were gonna have them third just now, but I guess it was fourth. But I also have them fourth. Um, I think they make I the playoffs. I have them in. I have five teams from the central making the making the playoffs. Um, you have five in the Pacific. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, the West is weird. The West is very weird. Um, all right, moving on. We have the defending Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche. Oops, shit. Sorry, that would point something out here. Yeah. If I'm following along enough, the two teams left are Colorado and Chicago. Yes. And we all have first and last place open. <laughs> Do you guys both have last place open? Oh, yeah, that's correct. You want to take a wild shot at how those two are going to line up? Okay, so we have Chicago first and Colorado eighth. Put that, exactly. in, your, uh, put that in your bulletin board. Um, okay, so uh, Colorado, uh, obviously coming off of a cup, a lot of turnover with the team this year, as Stanley Cup champions tend to have every every time after they win. Uh, they bring in Alexander Georgiev in a trade with the Rangers. Uh, they signed him to a three-year contract worth 3.4 per season. They signed Brad Hunt to play a depth role on D, and they just signed Evan Rodriguez, I believe that was yesterday, to a one-year contract worth $2 million per season. Uh, to give them some depth in that bottom six down the middle. Uh, they lose Darcy Kemper to the Blackhawks, Burakovsky to the Kraken. Oh, no, Blackhawks, Capitals. Uh, Burakovsky to the Kraken. They lose Nico Sturm and Nick Obey-Kubel to uh, unrestricted free agency. Uh, but they get, some done, uh, they get some business done internally. They sign uh, Valeria Nachushkin, eight years, $6.125 million per season. Uh, they re-signed Josh Manson, four years, four and a half per, yeesh. And Arturi Lekkanen, five years, four and a half million per season. Um, it's probably not much to say about Colorado. They're going to be a wagon. Uh, they obviously lose Kadri, but uh, I don't even know that they need him anyway. Jack, how do you feel about Colorado? 
Yeah, as you say, like they lost a lot, but that's what happens. This is a copycat league. When a big team wins the cup, everyone tries to get big. And when a small team wins it, they're fast. Everyone tries to get fast. So every year when you win the cup, you're losing guys. And it's about how you replace them. And I think they did a really good job of replacing them. I talked about before, I don't necessarily love Georgiev in that. But um, with the roster in front of them, I don't think it matters. Ryan, how do you feel about the Avs? Yeah, I agree. They're they're still going to be a, an amazing team. They're going to be right up there to be a contender to win the cup again. Um, they're their bottom six, like, I, I'm not in love with it. I'm not going to lie. Um, a guy like Alex Newhook is going to take another step, so that'll help there. Um, but other than that, that's kind of the only question I have. I guess, like, Jack, I, I wonder about Gord, uh, Gordiev if he's going to have a good season. So uh, I don't know too much about him. I'm not going to be. Like, he was pretty highly touted coming up with the Rangers. Yeah, like he, I, he, he got he got leapfrogged by the best goal in the world. I've I've known his name forever, but like he's he's not done anything yet, right? I I am really looking forward to seeing Georgiev play for the Avs. I think he he is so talented, um, but I think he just got passed by Shosturkin, and so Shosturkin took all the starts, and Georgiev probably was a little bit flustered, and he's only playing 20 games a year. So um, I'm really interested to see, because he'll be it'll be more of a tandem. Um, I think Georgiev will obviously get a little bit more of the starts. He's a lot younger than Francouz, and he's making more. Uh, so probably like a 50-30 split, 45-35 kind of thing. Um, but I think he's going to have a good year. I think he's going to have a really good year. Um, he'll get that Colorado bump in terms of save percentage and goals against average. Um, so it'll, I'm looking forward to seeing it. The D is going to be ridiculous. My only hesitancy is down the middle, um, obviously because they lost Kadri, but you've still got a top three center in the world down the middle. And you've also got Miko Ranton and, and or Landis who can slide into that second line center spot if you need to. So it's, it's going to be such a good team again. Mm-hmm. And Mal- Mikhail McCarr is making an argument that he's the second best player in the world. He might be already. We, I think he is. Yeah, he's he's right there. Like the argument can be made, and most people would favor and would vote in favor of yes, he is. Yeah. Um, and they have two top five players in the world, so can't really go wrong there. Um, so yeah, all three of us have them in eighth place. So uh, we can move on to the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, this is gonna be fun. Um, the most bad vibes team in the last calendar, maybe calendar year and a half. Um. They lost all their guys. They didn't get much for them. They definitely didn't get any players for them. Uh, but they brought in Andreas Athanasiu on a one-year deal worth $3 million. They brought in Max Domi on a one-year deal worth $3 million. They brought in a couple of Leafs. They brought in Colin Blackwell, two years, 1.2. And they acquired Peter Mrazek, two years, 3.8 remaining on his contract. However... Out the door, they tried a 24-year-old two-time 40-goal scorer in exchange for a seventh overall pick, Alex Dabrinkit. Uh, they did not tender a qualifying offer to Dylan Strom and lost him for nothing. They lose Dominique Kubelik, Eric Gustafsson, and they traded Kirby Doc to the Blackhawks. Or, sorry, to the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, this team's going to suck. Uh, I hope they finished. I hope they finished, like, I don't know. I think they'll finish last, but I hope they finish like third last and drop to like the fifth overall pick. I think that'd be funny. But uh, yeah, no, this team's going to stink. Historically, 
potentially even, especially because they're going to trade Kane probably within the first couple months of the season once he realizes he does not want to play for this team anymore. Uh, and they'll try to trade Jonathan Taves. I don't know who's going to be willing to take him on and at what cap hit. I'd imagine he'd have value at 50% retained, but um, we shall see. How do we feel about your Chicago Blackhawks? Ryan? I feel terribly. This is a terrible team, a terrible organization. Um, they're just doing everything ass backwards as you should be as a hockey team. Um, letting Strom just leave is ridiculous. It's not nuts. That's like, I, it's more baffling than the Debrinket trade. Like we, we understand you're trying to tank, but do you not realize you can get assets for <laughs> these yeah. people? Like, yeah. do you not realize you concept. <laughs> Do you not realize you can get more than um, who was it they drafted? Like Paul Ludwinski for uh, Debrinket? Like, and then the no, it's, it's like Kevin Kuczynski. Oh, yeah, no. And then Paul Lewinsky, I think, was the second round. Pick. Something like that. Yeah. Anyways, um, but it's just so funny. Like, the best sequence was like when you alluded to um, Duncan Keith retiring um, in the other one there. It's just, it's so funny they trade to bring it to get that cap space essentially and then it's taken right away <laughs> Duncan <laughs> Keith. <laughs> it's just the funniest thing ever it's so good jack what do you think i don't really have anything to add to that um honestly like i have them last my biggest hope is peter morazic steals some games because that would just be so funny to see Toronto react to that and get Chicago into that mid range where they don't get Bedard because yeah. they don't deserve them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're all in agreement that they're winning the division. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Awesome. The only space left. <laughs> Go professional amateurs. All right. So um, obviously those were jokes. Colorado's going to finish first. Chicago's going to finish last, but uh, we like to have fun on the podcast. Um. All right, that's it for this central division. That is it for our um, divisional previews slash all 32 team previews. Um, next episode, probably sometime next week. And uh, yeah, that's it for the team previews. Uh, one of you guys want to send us out unless you have anything else to add regarding the central division. Um, this was fun though, pairing all the teams, seeing where we all have them. It's Hit the outro and uh, let's get ready for some preseason hockey. Hell yeah.